Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, June 1, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff on the docket. One thing in particular is something that we discuss all the time. We're going to discuss it tonight because you're going to get to see exactly what we've been referring to in real time. Today is the first day back after a long weekend. Apparently, some of the traders didn't come back from vacation just yet. The volume was rather light today. However, there was some activity and certainly there was enough activity and enough price movement to have a healthy discussion both ways. We're going to play the umpire calling balls and strikes. So what's jumping off the daily chart? What jumps off the page? Well, this morning, the first thing that jumps off the page is the attempt to make a new high. Here's the story. So let me move the chart over and we'll see that today's high happens to come in at 422.72. The previous high is 422.82. Sometimes they come up short, sometimes they hit it on the nose, and other times they spike it through. We never know which time what's going to happen, but today they made an attempt, they come up a dime short, and they trade away. So from a daily chart perspective, that's an attempt to make a new high. They sold off, but nothing happened. We have to look at this from a 30,000-foot view on the daily chart, and we have to say nothing happened today. The S&P cash index was down two points. What are we going to do with two points? It's a rounding error, so we're not able to make any material decisive decisions based on that information. Do we have a reversal on the daily chart? And my answer is, no, we don't. We have an attempt at the former high, and the market sold back off near the flat line. That's it. That's the only way that I feel comfortable in deciphering the daily chart. You're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. Here's another thing that we can say about the daily chart. Here's a breakdown candle that comes back from the 10th of May. So what did they do? They ran a test of the high of the breakdown candle, and that was it. They weren't able to close above it on the first run. That doesn't mean they won't be able to do it later this week. It doesn't mean they won't do it tomorrow. And it doesn't mean they won't fall apart. We don't know. It's not telling us anything other than they made an attempt and they didn't get through. The market finished basically flat on the day. That's all we need to do to decipher the daily chart, period. After they closed the market last week, was there any material change on the weekly chart? And the answer is the trend is your friend until she dumps you, trading around the all-time highs. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the weekly chart. We often talk about how things begin from an intraday perspective. Things start on a shorter time frame, a smaller chart, and they morph from there. This is what I referred to early on in the video. We discuss this all the time. Today, we're going to get a chance to really look under the hood, pick apart the market, and see exactly how that works. Let's start with a five-minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity, and you can see what happened. It was basically a gap in crap. The market gapped up and sold off for the most part all day long. 
there were some back and forth, bounce activity, garden variety, chop shop formation, but essentially from the opening bell, it was a sell. It was a gap and crap. Now we'll slide over to the hourly chart. Now we have a reversal candle. It's on the hourly chart, and that tells us that until and unless they can get back above the reversal candle, it's generally going to signal lower prices. However, we're going to play umpire calling balls and strikes. We have to give the whole layout. So we have a reversal candle, but what we don't have is big-time institutional participation, reversing the market. You don't have a debacle. Remember from the daily chart, we have a test of the former high, and we have a reversion back to the flat line. That's really all it was. So while on the hourly chart, it looks like a reversal, we have to decipher it using the umpire ball and strike manual. What does that mean? How do we read this? Pretty simple. If you wake up on Wednesday morning, for example, and they're trading down, we have a pretty good idea of where they're headed. Inside the numbers members will certainly have a beat on those numbers. No doubt if they're trading down, 417, give or take, will again become important. There are other numbers, but I wanted to throw that one up as one of the blinking lights. 416 will be another spot. So there's a zone between 416 and 417. We could expect a garden variety and at a minimum of a short term of chart support or price support, price stability. If, for example, Wednesday, for one reason or another, they're opening below 416, that's a whole nother cup of tea. Again, as you know, we play umpire calling balls and strikes. We've provided some near-term southern numbers. What about the north side? What would happen if they're pushing up Wednesday morning? 42060 is another line in the sand. 42060 represents the place where A, the bulls want to retest, and B, it becomes showtime for a bull-bear battle. We saw a little bit of that this morning. Here again is that five-minute chart, and so we saw a little bit of it this morning, and here's right of the vertical again. Right in this area over here, they went to run a test of that 42060 area. They didn't get very far. They were rejected and never looked back. It's still important and also represents the spot where they can begin the trek climbing up the breakdown candle if they're going to do that. If they're going to at least make another attempt at the old highs or at least have some kind of a retracement up the breakdown candle, they first have to get above and start closing candles above 42060 in order to affect that or make that happen. Remember, the reversal candle that we saw today on the hourly chart wasn't really accompanied by institutional participation. So for them to get back inside of that candle isn't going to be a tall feat whatsoever. Now, we have to keep something else in mind. We have some big fat round numbers on the plate. 4,200 in the ES contract and 420 in the SPY. They're also psychological numbers. So when you think about it, if we're waking up above those numbers, that's the bull case. On Wednesday, if we're waking up below those numbers and they weren't able to recapture them in the overnight electronic session, that speaks to the bear case. 
Of late, we've been also looking at the 240 chart, so I want to bring this back up and speak to it a little bit. So we tried to retest or tried to break through the old highs, came back in, but in terms of the 240 chart, we should still look at it this way. It's still essentially one of these bull flaggish kind of patterns. Just because they popped above and immediately came back in doesn't mean the entire thing is going to end up to be a debacle. They just weren't able to break out. Doesn't mean that they're not still eating time off the clock. And guess what? Here's a refresher from last week. You still have an important spot. The low of this breakup candle is what? 4.17.08. Didn't we just discuss that 4.17 would also be important once again if we were trading lower in the morning? Yes, we did. There are multiple reasons why 4.17 is important on this 240 chart. This is one of them. How about inside the numbers? We're going to run through the commentary today. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. But all in all, it was a rather quiet day. There was a little bit of commentary to be spoken for in the morning. In the afternoon, it was just a chop shop formation. And it was the day following a three-day holiday weekend. And we'll just chalk it up to that was the reason. Doesn't really matter what the reason is. There was light volume. It was quiet. It was a chop shop formation. It was also turnaround Tuesday, even though Monday the markets were closed. Wake up green, they're just a chip shot away from the all-time highs. Seems like they're going to do it. Now, they came within 10 cents, but that's close enough. Close enough for me to say they ran a test of the all-time highs. Let's move along, see what the early thoughts had. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. Whether or not they make a new all-time high today doesn't really matter. They're around the all-time highs, beginning of a new month, following a three-day holiday weekend, and they ate time off the clock all week last week, which leaves us in a no-surprise zone. The point was, nobody should be surprised that they were pushing up on Tuesday morning. And then we want to put out some numbers. So just so we're all on the same page, the SPY all-time high, 422.82. The ES all-time high, 42.38 and a quarter. They're not the same Therefore, the equivalent figure in the SPY, if we were to need it, was around 423.50. That's an awareness that most traders wouldn't have had. At some point, as they push higher, there will be a reaction. We saw that reaction pretty much right out of the gate this morning, but there was always going to be a reaction. The question is, from where? Let's move along, see what else we've got. The duck was to open them quiet and continue pushing higher. We'll watch for a while and wait. Nothing doing there. Remember from last week, the upper end of the target was 422.25. They're sitting right on it, and that was at that time. Funny how that works. All week long, a couple of different, maybe three different times, we had an opportunity, or they had an opportunity, to run up to the target that was between 421.75 and 422.25. 25 and at 925 this morning they were sitting right on 422 and a quarter the numbers work they just don't always work in the timing and time frame you would like them to work for a trade but the numbers work abt came up short and bounced that was early we'll get back to stocks on the move later there's your dime of the all-time high and pulled back now at that time you don't know what they're going to do you don't know whether they're going to make another attempt 
push through and go higher. That's why we have to watch the market for a while in the morning. We need to get the early storyline. You just don't know until you know. Also, they're giving the appearance of selling off. Jury's still out. Trick and company could be out early. Six minutes into the day, we just don't know yet. 42065 is the first line of defense for the Bulls. Before that, they're in no man's land. Remember that 42065? They spike it through. They run a back test, couldn't do it, and that was really the line in the sand. They never ran another test all day long. We're moving along, see what else we've got. At that point, they hadn't yet run a test of 42065 by 10 till 10, but the door was open. A spike of it is normal, should get a bounce. They spiked it, the bounce came, the bounce only got back to the same spot. That's a sign of weakness. Now what you'll see here is 42160 is the gateway on the northbound lane to get over and start closing candles over. 42065 is the test that remains open on the south side. Not getting there is bullish for now, it becomes more bullish if they start pushing over 42160. So right here at about 10 o'clock, that's how I'm reading the market. If they're not going to run a test of the lower stuff and they start getting back to some gateway stuff, they're going to run a test of the all-time high or potentially push through. However, they've got to get through certain things in order to get to other things. We know the numbers when they're in no man's land. We don't guess we wait for them to either run a test of one side or the other. Just so we can get our faculties, here's a 10-minute chart, and we'll go right to the vertical again just so you see it. And at 10 o'clock, they're over here. So what I'm saying is they're either going to run a test of the lower thing or they're going to turn around and they're going to bust through the higher thing and work their way up toward the all-time highs that was just tested. In the middle, you don't know which way, but you need to know your numbers because once they get headed in a certain direction, you know what they're doing. And we're moving along. About 10.15, showtime for the Bulls to play defense at the number we've been waiting for. Closing candles below 4.20.50 would be an initial problem for the Bulls. Awareness. One day there will be a reversal in the market. Which day? Remember, we look fastball and we adjust to the curve. We're always looking fastball. We don't look for the off-speed stuff. That's when they blow the fastball right by you. You look fastball, you make the adjustment. Here, we go with the duck and we make the adjustment when they do something quirky. We might have a reversal working. One day there will be a reversal. But until and unless they start getting below certain stuff, then it's just a pullback and the trend is your friend. Sometimes we get wrapped up in the short-term charts and they look like one thing, but when you put an hourly chart or a 240 chart or a 120 chart or a daily chart, it doesn't look the same. It's actually something completely different. The trend is the dominant thing. The larger time frames are the dominant thing. Inside of that, they're just doing the chop shop formation thing. From a larger time frame perspective, they could be eating time off the clock. From a shorter time frame, it could look like on a five minute chart, like they're falling apart. You have to put that in perspective. What you can do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. The numbers are the numbers, the numbers work, the numbers are good, but don't take my word for it. Double check the work. Run a test on me. 
We're going to just finish out the notes part of the day, and then we're going to now circle back to stocks on the move. It was a quiet morning. There were only four potential opportunities on the board. Only one hit its number, and it didn't do it in the manner in which we needed to. But let's look at the chart, because I guarantee you we're going to be able to learn something. We can, generally speaking, learn something from every single chart we look at. Here's a five-minute chart of Abbott Labs. So the deal is this. They made a low in the first five-minute candle of the day, 109.75, coming up 10 cents short of my number. They bounce away, making a high of 111. So essentially, they did the thing. They did the deal, the minimum required base hit. It's a little scalp trade. Sometimes they give you a home run. Sometimes they give you a rocket ride. Sometimes they give you a base hit. But guess what? You're not in this trade because they didn't come into the number. Do you want the same trade 15 minutes later at 945 or thereabouts when they come into the number? And the answer is no, you don't. You want the one that comes in on a straight shot. When they miss it, they trade away. They do the minimum required base hit. You don't want the sloppy seconds. So let's just say you're following the rules. You're painting by the numbers. You don't take the trade. Then what happens? They continue to drip and drip and drip and eat time off the clock right before they get to the second number. Do you even want the second number? No. In fact, the second number was close to the first number. It was a zone. You don't want the trade anymore. It didn't do the thing in the manner in which we want them to do the thing. So we just move on. You want it your way, your numbers, not somebody else's way, somebody else's number. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Wait till you see this one. It's going to be showtime one way or the other. So here's the situation. IWM, my favorite market-leading indicator, up $2.78, over 1% today. Pretty good day for the IWM. If, in fact, it's a market-leading indicator... Wouldn't that lead us to believe that the other markets, at least following today, would follow suit? Under normal garden variety conditions, we would think that they're going to challenge this high, they're going to take away the scenario of the lower highs, and the other markets will follow suit. They'll get pulled up along with the IWM. That's one school of thought. How about another school of thought? Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Maybe. Just maybe the reason why the IWM went up today was precisely to run a test of this trend line that connects the high to the lower high to now the lower high. Now, if it busts through, that's fine. Then they'll retest this for sure. That high is 230.95. So if, in fact, they're pushing over this trend line tomorrow or at any point in time, you can count on a minimum of 231. That would be the first order of business. They're above all the moving averages, so the trend is your friend until she throws you out the second story window. But this trend line is important, and until and unless they bust above that trend line, it will contain the market. Hey, you doing? What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they were up earlier, they sold off, they finished up on the day, but Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, but essentially they're riding the 20-period moving average. The 20 is not as important as it once was. They're riding it. They've been back and forth. It diminishes the importance of said trend line. However, they're above all the moving averages, 
So we have to go with the trend is your friend. Let's take another crack at looking at different time frames because they tell different stories. You have to look at the full story. Look at the entire book. Here, you can see that there was a breakup candle and they actually closed below the low. The low is 15,761 and change and here they closed below it. They're back above it, but not by much. Now let's just say they did or do or will again give up that low. Where are they going? Let's look at another chart. Now we have the 240 chart, and guess what? All they're doing is making a bull flag pattern, eating time off the clock. They've already run a test of this breakup candle low. The low is 15,636 and change, and right here, they already ran the test. Doesn't mean they won't do it again, and it doesn't mean they won't fail, but on this 240 chart, forget the back and forth stuff. All they're doing is eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish formation above the moving averages. You see what I mean by looking at short-term charts versus longer-term charts? You get a different picture of what's actually happening. Longer-term charts take precedent. They're the dominant thing. The trend is the dominant thing. The awareness is things change from a shorter time frame and morph onto the other charts. So you have to have an awareness of the whole thing. What about the cues? Anything going on here other than the fact that we have a lower high potential situation, right? Well, I didn't want to move that over. What I wanted to do is grab the thing, the tool, and write that or draw that line. So there's a high, there's a high and then another attempt, and then there's a lower high, but they're eating time off the clock. So what if they just continue to eat time off the clock? What are they doing? They're doing it so they can challenge the former high. They're above all the moving averages. So you have to look at both sides of the tape. Play the umpire. Call balls and strikes. Above the moving averages, we could say they're likely going to make another attempt at these highs unless they fail. How do we know a failure? A failure would begin by starting to get below these moving averages. Gabish, gabish. What about the XLF? Anything going on in the financial sector? And the answer is no. They pushed up to a new high today. Once again, the trend is your friend. They didn't close at a new high. They closed below it by four cents. But we're not going to make a federal case out of that. What we're going to do is just move it along. What about Smash Mouth? Above the moving averages, we know the story. Total, it was down 37 cents today. Again, we're not going to make a federal case out of that. What we do have working is a potential high, lower high, potential lower high. We'll see. Above the moving averages would take precedent. And as you could see from the weekly chart, they've already run several tests of the 20 period moving average. We have a high, we have a lower high, we have a potential lower high. We don't know yet. The week is young, but they've already run several tests of the 20 period moving average. So here's what we'll say. Give up the 20 again. And oh, by the way, give up this breakup candle low, which comes in at 239.88 on a weekly close. Good night, Irene. Stay above the 20 period moving average, and they'll likely bust through this area and challenge the former highs. The longer they're above the 20, the more likely that scenario will take place. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True, accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast 
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.